Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, Foo followers around the world. Welcome to episode 73 of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast with your host, Ben Johnson. That is me. Welcome to the show. This is the eighth episode in our sixth season of podcasts we have been running since 2016, talking to many of the leading lights in the world of martial arts movies. Our entire back catalogue of episodes is ready and waiting for you now, wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Of course, the best way to make sure that you never miss a brand new episode of this show is to subscribe via your podcast provider. You can also join our mailing list to keep up to date with all the latest news and information and also the opportunity to win some cool Kung Fu movie related prizes in our monthly competitions. Head over to KungFuMovieGuide.com today to become a registered Foo follower. The website is also the best way to read the latest martial arts movie reviews as well as find our contact information and the ways that you can donate to the Kung Fu Movie Guide. Any questions or feedback or anything at all, please do drop me an email. The email address, as always, is hello at kungfumovieguide.com. Okay, a really fun chat coming up today with the Mortal Kombat star Max Wan. He is my guest on today's show. So, without any further ado, let's get on with it. Here we go. Well, if you're really so determined to have a fight, then I'll oblige. <laughs> hello, hello, hello there, Foo followers around the world, wherever you are tuning in. Thank you so much for checking out this episode and listening. This is episode 73 of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. Max Wan is my guest today. You know Max as Kung Lao in the 2021 version of Mortal Kombat. Kung Lao is the cousin of Liu Kang. He's the guy with the hat and he gets probably the best fatality in the whole movie if you have seen the new Mortal Kombat movie. And I'm guessing you have if you're listening to this episode then you will know the scene that I'm talking about, an unbelievable fatality sequence involving Kung Lao in the new Mortal Kombat movie. I mentioned a couple of episodes back that I was hopeful that I could get hold of one of the key cast members for this season of podcasts in particular, 2021 being the year of the new Mortal Kombat film's release. And... Regular listeners to this show will know that there was a little bit of Mortal Kombat chat during my conversations last year with Ludi Lin on episode 59. Ludi plays Liu Kang in the new Mortal Kombat film and also Joe Taslim on episode 62. Joe did talk a little bit about Mortal Kombat on that 
episode. They couldn't go into too much detail back then, of course, because of all the various embargoes. But now, of course, all of that is lifted. Me and Max do get into it on this episode. We do try to avoid any major spoilers, but I don't think it's any secret here to say that I did enjoy the new Mortal Kombat film. You can read my review now on kungfumovieguide.com. Mortal Kombat is available to buy from tomorrow. That's the 13th of July. It's available on 4K Ultra HD, Blu-ray, DVD and digital, courtesy of Warner Brothers Pictures. When the Red Band trailer for Mortal Kombat dropped in February of this year, 2021, it clocked up 116 million views in its first week, becoming the biggest Red Band trailer of all time, besting the four-day mark for Logan and Deadpool 2. So that's some extraordinary numbers. I have since read that James Gunn's The Suicide Squad trailer has now beaten that, so that has clocked up 150 million views in its first week. But if you are one of the few human beings left on the planet who didn't see the Mortal Kombat trailer, and what a trailer it was, by the way, then here's a little snippet from the trailer to Mortal Kombat. First learned about this seven years ago on a mission in Brazil to capture a wanted fugitive. When we got there, it tore through our unit in seconds. The target had superhuman abilities. It had the same marking you do, Cole. It's a birthmark. What do you mean? He was born with it. It's not a birthmark, Cole. It means you've been chosen. Throughout history, different cultures all over the world reference a great tournament of champions. That dragon marking? I think it's an invitation to fight for something known. As Mortal Kombat. There you go, a little taster there from the trailer of the Mortal Kombat film. And there's plenty more Mortal Kombat chat coming up on today's show with my guest Max Juan. Max and I do go back a little bit and I'll explain a little bit more about that in a second. Just before we get into all that, a quick word following our previous episode with the martial arts legend Cynthia Rothrock. Thank you all so much for your positive reactions to that episode. It is still available, of course, if you haven't heard it yet. It was a real treat to chat with Cynthia for the show, and it did seem like you guys enjoyed it too, judging by the comments on Instagram and Twitter in particular. I also wanted to mention you can now buy one of my personal favourite martial arts films of this year so far, The Paper Tigers. That is now available on digital, Blu-ray and DVD, courtesy of Walgo USA. I'm not getting paid for this plug, but uh, you may recall the Paper Tigers special that we did on episode 68 of this show. That was during this season of podcasts. I spoke to the film's writer and director, Tran Guoc Bao, and also its stars, Elaine Wee, Ron Ewan, and Mikhail Shannon Jenkins. The Paper Tigers is a delightful little film. It's a refreshing take on the kung fu genre, and you can now own a copy of it. So do make sure 
that you throw a few pennies their way and support the hard work of everyone involved in that great independent project, the Paper Tigers. Just so many kung fu movies coming out this year and so much to look forward to. It really is shaping up to be a great year for martial arts action movies. I've got a list here of actually some of the upcoming movies that we're getting very excited about. We've got Snake Eyes, the G.I. Joe origin story. It's coming out on the 23rd of July. Black Widow, of course, has just come out. The weekend's just gone. And you can read our review of Black Widow. That is up on our website now, kungfumovieguide.com. Shang-Chi, of course. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. That's a Kung Fu Marvel superhero film. That's coming out on the 3rd of September. And we've got Gunpowder Milkshake looks exciting. That's landing on Netflix on the 14th of July. So that's this Wednesday. Raging Fire is the new Donnie Yen movie. Directed by the late Benny Chan, of course, that lands in Hong Kong on the 30th of July. No wider international release date confirmed yet on Raging Fire, but it has been picked up by Wild Go USA in North America. So more information coming soon on Raging Fire. Van Damme is back, of course, in the French action comedy The Last Mercenary. That lands on Netflix on the 30th of July, so not too long to wait. And of course, Matrix 4 is out this year. That lands in December 2021. We've got John Wick 4, which is filming right now as well. So it is all kicking off this year, which is great to see. Listen, you can keep up to date with all the latest martial arts movie news, reviews and information via our social media channels we are on twitter instagram and facebook at kung fu movie guide okay max one time max is a german-born martial artist actor stunt performer and stunt coordinator he's a wushu master he's a veteran of the jackie chan stunt team and he has been working closely with Jackie Chan since Chinese Zodiac, so that's 2012. He has worked quite consistently with Jackie Chan since then, so expect a lot of Jackie Chat in this episode. Max is a singer-songwriter too. I will be sure to put a link to his song Flawless Victory in the podcast description. The song came out around the time that the Mortal Kombat film came out, so that was April 2021. Give it a listen. Check the video out on YouTube. It's quite a heavy rock track, so if that's your vibe, then check it out and crank it up. Max is also a filmmaker in his own right. His short film No Way Out is spectacular, and I cannot stress this enough. If you haven't seen no way out then i do urge you to watch it it is fantastic it's about 17 minutes long i first saw no way out at the 2019 fighting spirit film festival here in london where it won a heap of awards and deservedly so i should say so that was when max and i first started chatting over instagram we were going to chat for the show back then and then i heard he got the role in Mortal Kombat, and we were going to chat then, uh, but that never happened. And then in June of this year, 2021, we finally teed up this conversation over Zoom with me in the UK and Max in Germany. And it was a long time coming, so it was great to finally 
find a time that worked and record this conversation for the podcast. Max is available on social media now. You can find him on Instagram and Facebook at Max One Official. He is also on YouTube. His YouTube channel is simply called Max One. I will be back at the end of this conversation to sign off properly and also just cover off some of the things that we mentioned during this chat. But until then, here we go. Let me throw over now to my conversation with the amazingly talented filmmaker, actor, martial artist, singer, stunt performer, fight choreographer, Max Wan. Max, good talk. Guten Tag. Wie geht's? How are you? Wie geht's? Yeah, I was I was gonna say that's um that's gonna stretch my uh, German already. All right. All right. <laughs> But um, that's pretty good though. Yes, thank you. This is great to finally chat to you. This has been a, a long. Yeah, I've been looking. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, same here, man. Um, yeah, really good. I just uh, finished another podcast today, actually. So this is the next one, and then yeah, uh, Model Combat is showing in cinemas tonight for the first time in Germany. So I'm gonna. Wow, that's awesome. I invented, uh, invited my my family and some friends, so it's gonna be. Oh, great! Yeah, yeah. have they seen it yet, or uh, they must have seen yeah, it already? Yeah, my parents they have yeah it's you know obviously it's going to be a big a different experience honestly oh my god i'd love to see it on the on the big screen yeah max before we get into it i just kind of wanted to see where you're sort of at at the moment i mean you're in quite a um quite a privileged position in a way you know you're you're, you're in your prime you're in a really successful sh hollywood studio movie Where do you go from here? I mean, what's where, where are you sort of where are you at at the moment? Would you say? <laughs> yeah, you know, Mortal Kombat has been crazy, so I'm still yeah. digesting, you know, what I've been receiving over the couple last last weeks, and so it's been a lot of positive stuff. Um, and um, you're right. I mean, where to go from here? I think. I just want to focus on making high quality movies and uh, yeah. I want to actually wait for the right role and the right project. So, but meaning that I don't want to take like just anything random that comes along the road. Um, and so I think I have to be a little bit picky with the projects because of that reason, because I want yeah. to... Yeah, I want to, I think, um, make a point that uh, I want to make good films. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, yeah. you know, like, I don't, yeah. What's the point if you do any, like, random thing? I, I don't like that yeah. idea. I guess now you can work in Germany, but, you know, you've got you've got sort of Hollywoods open to you now as well. I mean, does it does it seem that way? Well, yes and no. I mean, it's still hard, I feel, for an actor who doesn't look what people would describe as German. Um, but then again, he is German and he can speak German very well. So, yeah. um, you know, the, the, the open-mindedness is, is still not fully there, I think. Uh, so mm -hmm. It will take a while for uh, people of color to get bigger roles in Germany. That's just a matter of fact. And... Um, I, f I find it um, 
uh, still difficult. You know, it's a yeah. I feel it's still a long way uh, to to be accepted uh, just the way you are. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? It might be similar to the black actors here in the UK who have found a lot of success. Well, they've had to basically leave the UK mm-hmm. um, for similar reasons. Is that just? Um, well, I don't know why that is. I guess is that. Um, but, yeah, but you know the yeah. funny thing is that when I first came to America, which was in 2019, I believe. Um, yeah. When I first got there, I I got the feeling that. I was very uh, welcomed over there, you know, because yeah. I felt that, you know, basically anyone doesn't matter where you're from or how you look, but you, you, yeah, you, you got a shot at what you want to do. That's that's that was my impression, and yeah. it felt, yeah, much freer, and I just felt that there was a chance eventually to to land a role, whereas in in Germany it. Mm, maybe not so much. I mean, Germany, we should say, has got a thriving action scene. I mean, definitely in the indie world. I mean, I've seen a few sort of Mike Moller movies. I know you you go back with that guy. I know you've worked with him back back in the day. Andy Long as well. I know you've um, long association with him. There are people doing good action movies in Germany. There is a scene there, I suppose. There is. Surprisingly, yeah. there is. Uh, but again, it's more the... Or it was. I don't know if it still is that strong. The the independent f- film, yeah. scene, you know. So the the actual movies that are being produced in Germany, they don't feature any kind of martial arts whatsoever. Yeah. But we do have the talent, and um, yeah. yeah, strangely, a lot of young people are very enthusiastic and interested in martial arts or action film, and. Um, Maybe that has to do with when we were younger, all those uh, VHS videotapes and DVDs came over here because the video market was quite big then. So I feel a lot of younger people got influenced in their early teens maybe to do what they're doing right now. Watching VHS, watching Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan. I mean, was that that was the catalyst for you to pursue this career? Then was it definitely, definitely. I yeah. think it started with Bruce Lee. To be honest, uh, yeah. Bruce Lee was pretty much the first guy I saw on screen who was performing martial arts in such a way that I was like, oh, "What is this?" You know. So I, yeah, I just instantly knew that I wanted to express myself the same way you know through film but then like doing martial arts and all of that uh, i felt really empowered when i when i first saw him on screen and then shortly after came jackie and jackie chan's film and uh fearless hyena is still today one of my favorite films uh yeah of his. good one yeah, yeah yeah so once a year i kind of go and rewatch the classic can you imagine what the emotions you were feeling then when you were growing up you were first seeing you know, Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan on, on screen? What was the emotions you were I feeling? I felt... I could relate. I, I think that was a feeling. Like, I, I kind of felt there was this person who... who uh, resembled something that um, had similar, similarities with 
my own being, you know. So yeah. all of these actors, they were performing in such a physical way that for especially a child, it was so much fun to watch enjoy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think with Bruce, for example, the reason why I think he still holds up until today is probably because he really captured the essence of what martial arts is. Uh, and so that is something that that will be there forever. It doesn't have any time restrictions because it's just pure martial arts and that will live on probably forever. That's why I yeah, think yeah. it will never die. And that's why Bruce Lee is still here with us. You know, like people today, they, they get inspired by him. Um, yeah. He was a very strong personality and I feel the same with Jackie. You come from a family of musicians and artists in general. Mm, I yeah. mean, your dad is uh, Norman Wijaya, so he's a big classical composer, isn't he? You know. Yeah, he's um, a conductor yeah. and also pianist. So um, yeah, he he uh, he tours around the world with different orchestras. And um, my mom uh, also studied acting, so I I catched up a bit from her with 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 that. But really. I, I had a rough start, you know, like probably most of the people who were starting out in the film business, like um, zero contact, and I just had to work my way up. And um, yeah. same goes for my brother, actually, who's also in the film business, who's right now doing very well. Um, he um, is 27 years only and already a stunt coordinator for this show called, um, what's it called? Warrior Nun. That's on Netflix. Oh, they're yeah, doing the a Netflix new, show. Yeah, yeah, they're oh, doing great. a new season, and he's over in Spain right now shooting. So, and he's been on the Matrix Four, the latest one. So, yeah, I'm great. Very proud of him. I was going to say, there's no pressure to go into music, but you, you, you're a sort of multi instrumentalist, and you're a singer as well. So, um, was music something that was probably the path that your parents maybe would have expected you to follow? Mm, yeah, maybe they thought of. I think my mom wanted me to become a violinist because I was yeah. practicing the violin when I was little. Not very seriously, but she always had hopes that maybe one day she would sit in the first row and see me playing. That never happened. <laughs> um, but still, there's a love for music because I think music is one of the purest forms of art and the, just a beautiful way to express what you feeling and um it it can like the voice can transport so much um emotions feelings i think it kind of helps for acting as well if you train your voice right um, yeah. that's kind of an instrument you will need um yeah. sooner or later and then with the martial arts it's it's the same i feel it's an instrument so i'm using those art forms to express myself you know, and it could be music, it could be acting, it could be martial arts, but ultimately that's just an expression of what I feel and I think who I am. So I feel yeah. very free and I don't want to restrict myself to only express myself in one way. You know, I, I don't think, you know, today we have to be a bit more open-minded. And so I just felt the urge to <laughs> finally um, make a song and yeah, do it because yeah. I love it, not because I want to, um, yeah, gain more uh, followers or whatever. <laughs> 
that's yeah. not the reason why so yeah well all the best art just comes from a place where you're sort of doing it for yourself in a way i think that that's very true <laughs> i think the moment you start doing something for other people you're sort of coming at it the wrong from the wrong yeah uh, place maybe i think yeah. you're right and it kind of becomes more of a product than art yeah as a product you can kind of estimate and calculate like what do people like and how much money can i make of that but it, for art yeah. you just want to express yourself <laughs> now we're even <laughs> is this what attracted you then to wushu there's something quite theatrical and performance based obviously with wushu yeah i think wushu is one of those martial arts uh, physical art forms that just you know you can ex really express yourself um like in a beautiful way because yeah. um it offers you to have rhythm uh beautiful movements and um it's very suitable in a way for starting out when you want to get into stunt performing or becoming an action actor wushu is the path for wu jing and donnie yen and uh, jet li you know all the, these great kung fu stars you know that was a good stepping stone for them to go into the movies was that in your mind at that young age yeah. then yes yes yeah. yes i ca calculated that one because i did my research even as a younger boy that okay jet li you know he's from beijing wushu team and then Donnie Yen, oh, he trained there as well. And Wu Jing, yeah, he's also yeah. from Beijing Wushu team. So like you said, a lot of today well-known martial arts actors, they, they all have that similar background. And so, yeah. and um, even uh, uh, from Jackie Chan's stunt team, um, Brad Allen, I'm sure you know him. Brad, yeah. He studied Wushu in Shanghai, and that became one yeah. of the reasons why I wanted to go to the Shanghai Sports University and and study um, martial arts over there. So yeah. I kind of um, looked at how other people did it in the past, and then um, I felt I should go maybe a similar route to get yeah. to a okay or pretty good level. I read somewhere you went to the Shaolin Temple, Max. Is that right? Not the Shaolin Temple, but... Um, a Shaolin school very close to oh, yeah I just yeah, yeah. for maybe two months and it was in my teens when I was 15 but it was a really nice experience I would say maybe not so much the training only but just the whole feeling and vibes I got there in general you know just like hanging out with the Chinese kids and training every day and then you have the beautiful landscape over there and then you would visit the temple and you would pray and you would go up the mountain and um yeah it was a wonderful time wow. and, uh, what an amazing experience and you were 15 as well i mean the tr the training yeah. there i've seen documentaries yeah, on this stuff are. and it's pretty intense yeah yeah i think it was six uh, to eight hours every day i mean i only did it for like two months but you know those kids they're over there forever <laughs> They live there, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, that's how you get a Jet Li yeah. <laughs> out, out of it, I guess. Yes. Um, but what a wonderful cultural experience for you as well. You are a fluent, you know, Mandarin speaker as well, aren't you? So you were really getting into the culture when you were out in, in China then? Mm, yeah, the Mandarin learning came a bit later because at oh. home we didn't speak uh, Mandarin. Although my dad, he, he, he does, but uh, we just never spoke 
we are, I, we are mostly spoke German at home. And so yeah. English also came when I went to high school and, and so on. And um, I just developed a very strong love for Chinese culture um, yeah. pretty early on. So, yeah, really, I think it was in 2010 or 11 when I went to China for and, and stayed there for a long period. And uh, it was then when I started to learn and practice Mandarin. Yeah. And, uh, well, I'm getting more proficient at it, but um, probably still far away from being perfect. <laughs> but it's, it, it's good enough, I would say, to take on a role and, and also get along on set and communicate. Before you move to China, you are making your own sort of DIY action shorts, sort of inspired by Hong Kong action cinema, aren't you? This is where you start working with Andy Long. And I know he had a bit of a mm -hmm. sort of action crew together at that point. Is that is that right? If I got my chronology right? Yeah, there? yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. it all happened all for us because there was no other way. You know, there were yeah. no films being like martial arts movies being filmed in in germany or anywhere nearby so we had to do our own films you know and uh sometimes if you have nothing that leads to a lot of like being creative right um absolutely creativity so yeah and then uh, that was really the early age of the internet i think so we all found each other through uh, online and then eventually we, we would meet up and uh, start filming some fight scenes and that's how it started he's gone on to, to have great success as well hasn't he as a stunt coordinator and um yeah. uh, obviously you know working with um jackie as well so yeah. you're still in touch with andy then are you are you quite are you quite good mates yeah i think we haven't talked to each other for a while but um andy's great and he's very very talented like um, yeah i've seen um bits and pieces from his own film he did in vietnam it's very like uh fast paced and yeah very hong kong like you know the way the yeah. angles and the performance so yeah hats off it's um yeah it's great stuff it's great stuff amazing uh, yeah. and you were learning all their editing skills how to you know uh, not j just do the still learning right <laughs> yeah but I mean, was that that was a valuable experience? Just shooting your own things and just learning the craft of filmmaking. I mean, that that must have been a very valuable experience. Yeah, yeah. I think the early days were very important because you had to figure out how stuff works. You know, like um, how to make a a scene work and and how to choreograph, how to edit, how to even put the sounds effect play the sound effects over yeah. the whole thing and um, create a final product. So that is kind of what we do now with doing previous. In a way, yeah. you know, it's the same thing, same process. There is still an element of, you know, we'll sort of wing it on the day <laughs> from what I gather, depending how much time and budget you have. But you, you are someone who, you know, as a stunt coordinator yourself, fight choreographer, you, you would advocate, you know, no, put in the rehearsal time, you know, weeks ahead of um, filming and and really work on the previs first. I have a yes and no attitude to previs. Um, I can tell yeah. you why that is. I think the positive side of it is that you can plan it through and through and you know what you're doing on the day you are prepared yeah. and it's i think i i mean if you follow it it's gonna look 
good because you've put in the time and you know your shots. Um, but personally, I feel that sometimes the creative side, like doing stuff on set and being spontaneous, and there's just something about executing it on set and coming up with stuff on set and being a bit more flexible. But so it's a yes and no game. I'm a big fan of doing new stuff. So right now everyone is doing previous. Yeah. I'm thinking about something where there's no previous. Maybe that would be a fresh idea. Jackie famously is is someone who I mean, I know his shooting schedules are uh, are a bit longer, yeah. but you know, famously he is someone who will well, this used to be the case, would visit the set mm -hmm. and then just plan out the fight scene sort of in his head. And he still I mean, does. stop me if I'm incorrect. I believe he, yeah, he's, so that is still how he works. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. I think if yeah. you work without previous, you have to have the skills to back it up that you can do yeah. something or come up with something on, this, on the day, right? And yeah. so I don't know if I want to be in that position like having all that pressure and not being prepared you know but maybe for my own projects i will experiment with it and see i mean still be prepared and have that idea in my head but maybe uh yeah maybe not filming a previous all right let me try some of your kung fu <laughs> When Jackie's doing that, though, are you, as the stunt team, are you sort of thinking, you're sort of sitting around thinking, what's, uh, <laughs> you know, when, when are we going to start shooting here? What's that like when you're, when you're working with him in that situation? I think it might have changed a bit. And it also always really depends on who is in charge, like the stunt coordinator he would uh, hire for the specific film. Because every stunt coordinator you know has his own way of doing things so today's films we normally would go on set i mean first of all we read the script and we all get on the same page and and understand the story and what the scene should be about and then we would normally visit you know the location or the set and then yeah i've seen jackie look at everything and kind of you can see ideas are forming in his head um, yeah does he write it down or no 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 uh, he's very impulsive sometimes he doesn't say anything and then he lets the people talk and then when everybody's finished he will go in and just have everything planned out and just shoot it yeah yeah because sometimes creativity you cannot force it right sometimes you have to keep thinking keep thinking keep thinking and nothing comes out and then until the point where you're like ah okay i got it and then from there the energy and, and the ideas will flow so uh, yeah yeah it happened a lot of times how did you go from working in germany training in shanghai to working with jackie chan what how did the how did jackie chan because your first film with him is chinese zodiac so that's 2012 now how did that come about okay so in 2010 jackie came to berlin for uh the premiere of karate kid and um before that i always tried to to meet him whenever he came yeah. but it just never happened anyway 
2010 Karate Kid premiere in Berlin. Me, Andy was there too, a couple other stunt guys. We were uh, on the location at the red carpet, uh, six hours ahead before everyone else. And then slowly all the fans and people came in. I think it got to about three to 4,000 people in that condemned space. And I remember Jackie came in, there were a lot of bodyguards surrounding him. So no way to to say hi or give him yeah. our, our demo reels, right? But then, so he walked on and Jaden Smith, the son of Will Smith, he came over to us and he was signing all those autographs to the younger, I think girls or fans, you know? And then we were in the middle of that and uh, I was handing our tapes to Jaden and saw, he looked at me for like a moment and I was screaming into his face like, uh, we wanna be part of Jackie Chan's stunt team. Yeah. <laughs> and he just keeps staring at me and finally he took the tapes and he passed it on to his bodyguard and then they left. And then another reporter from Germany did the same thing. He came over to us, we handed him our tapes and he disappeared as well. And then um, that was kind of it. That was kind of it. And then I remember we won uh, tickets for the for the film and then so we were able to walk on the red carpet into the cinema and as we walked I saw Jackie with his back uh, standing maybe five meters away or something like that and in my head I looked at him I said one day I'm gonna make a movie with you I promised myself. And then I left onto the yeah. cinema and we watched the film. And The Karate Kid is, I think, a lovely film. And uh, yeah. we all got quite, I mean, I got emotional during that. Yeah. If you remember, there's this one scene where he's sitting in a car and he's uh, telling the story of how his family died. And um, it was quite emotional. Yeah. So I started crying in the cinema because I think the whole day, that experience of being so close to meeting him, it was uh, already a lot for me to take in. <laughs> yeah. I lost it once I was in the cinema. <laughs> but anyway, one month later, I was in Shanghai and I already started to study martial arts at the sport university there. And then suddenly one evening, I got this email with this header saying Jackie Chan's stunt team. Wow. And I was like, what? I, I was like... <laughs> Uh, I cannot even describe how I felt, but um, yeah, I opened the email and they said, hey, we are from JC team and Jackie likes your stuff and we would like to have you for our next film. Are you in Shanghai and or can you come to Shanghai? And the funny thing, I was in Shanghai already. So like Seren serendipitous. Yeah, yeah that's so, amazing. Like, two days later, I met up for dinner with my now master. His name is He Jun. He's um, a fifth generation member of the Jackie Chan stunt team. Yeah. And yeah. he's he's done a lot with, with Jackie. And I met up with him and he kind of, he was the one who brought me into the team. So I have to, I have to thank him a lot. He, he has done so much for me. Yeah. Wow. That is a dream come true. Max, what an amazing story. But, and then when you, so when you say part of the team, I mean, what does that entail then? I mean, you've got the Jackie seal of approval, but then do you, you, you become a sort of fully fledged member of his team then? How does yeah. that happen? <laughs> At first, it was very hard 
um, because I wasn't that proficient in Chinese yet. So I had to yeah. pick up like so much like information on the set. I was, it was almost a bit too much because, um, you know, if you don't speak the language well, you you have quite a hard time, you know? Mm. And, and on top of that, the action was quite demanding. So, and then you're also like, okay, am I ready for this? Like, those are like the best performers ever. Like, can I yeah. catch up with them? And so I was very young, you know? Um, but later on, they told me, like the first movie we did, uh, Chinese Zodiac, they told me like, if I would have done bad within the first month, they would have kicked me out. Right. Yeah. So yeah. It, is that that's quite common then, is it? I don't know, but they did a test without letting us know. I mean, Andy was there too. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Right. And 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 we kind of passed the test, and um, after that, it became easier. But they they went like the uh, older guys from um, fifth, sixth generation. They they some of them went quite hard at us at some times and then <laughs> we had to <laughs> endure and either break or you know survive that that was kind of you had to have that mentality um yeah but overall it was such an like especially the first film chinese zodiac i remember it was um, an amazing experience uh i don't want to miss it because it was also one of Jackie's last films where he would really put like a hundred percent into doing his own stunts and yeah. being the director. And, you know, it, it felt like a real Jackie Chan. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile. We like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How close is he to his team? He's got that place up in Tianjin. So does he go there much? Do you see him just around the place? Yeah, sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. But it's not like we train every day together. <laughs> He's so busy, right, um, with other projects. and and um, But on set and when we, whenever we are traveling together and shooting together, he treats us all very nice like uh, like a family. You know, that Changjia Ban, yeah. that's basically mean, means Jackie Chan family, translating. Yeah. So, and he... I think what's so special about him too is he, I mean, he does teach us about how to make a movie and to, how to become better filmmakers. At the same time, he teaches us how to become a better human being, you know? And yeah. I think that's so valuable. Like small stuff, like 
on set, keeping the set clean. You know, don't just throw away the plastic bottles. Put it in a bin, or looking out for your teammates. Um, he provides us with clothing. He treats us for dinner almost every night after filming, and yeah, so generous. So he has such a big heart that you cannot but learn from that and apply yeah. it to your own work. And so, yeah, he shares a lot of love, and I think that comes across in the films. And I think, yeah, the stunt man and his team they they get in, probably inspired by that. And 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 yeah. when they do their own films one day, they will hopefully treat everyone like he does. You know, my superior kung fu will finish you off. He did nurture you into a stunt coordinator as well. Am I am I right in yeah. saying that? Because because over the years, so Police Story, Lockdown, Dragon Blade, Skip Trace, and then I think so Foreigner, Bleeding Steel, those last few films. There, you were you were essentially working as a stunt coordinator as well on those those films. For me, with the coordinating career, I mean, it started um, with the Foreigner, really. Yeah. Oh, uh, great film. Yeah, great yeah, film. Thank you. That was Han Guanhua was the stunt coordinator, another team member, and he gave me the chance to become a, his assistant stunt coordinator on that project. And yeah. from there, it kind of started off because I, in my free time, would gather the stunt people together and film uh, multiple previous, and I would later show it to Jackie, and he felt like, oh wow, I never seen that from that side from you before maybe he didn't expect it so he was kind of surprised I felt and he gave me the chance to do another film which was Bleeding Steel and then so that was my first coordinating job for Jackie and it was uh, huge yeah Um, because now you're standing there and have to tell him what to do right it's like surreal I remember that one time he, I was asking him, like, uh, can I, can you do it one more time? And he was like, whatever you want me to do, you do it, I trust you. And that kind of, wow, that wow. felt like a, a big hug. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I trust you, do your thing, and we'll work it out. Also, I want to mention, so this movie, well, when I heard about this movie it was called project extraction it's the one with john cena but you're involved in that jackie chan film as well aren't you yes which is now called snafu i saw oh yeah yeah i think they changed the title yeah (laughs) what's happening with that film do you do you know have you got any inside information at all max i don't know i don't know i wish i had more information (laughs) but i'm waiting on a film as well uh i'm waiting for it um yeah we'll we'll see but we'll see it's a we'll fun see. project um again Hejun, my mentor called me for the job and offered me to be an assistant stunt coordinator on the show and and while i was there they um they gave me a, a small acting role as well so great i haven't seen it yet but yeah it might be a fun movie to watch yeah i think that's john cena in it he's Wow, he has such a strong work ethic. Like, this guy is amazing. He, I think he wakes up at 3 or 4. 
in the morning, he goes right away into the gym. He only eats steak and salad, and he's the nicest guy on the planet. Wow. And he has biceps yeah. two times the size of my leg. So, yeah, this guy is amazing. He taught himself Mandarin as well, I he saw. Speaks Mandarin so, uh, and, and he plays the piano. Wow. And he's so down to earth, like, I, yeah, yeah, I, I admire this guy. If Jackie wanted you on his next movie, I mean, is he someone that you would just be like, Yes, absolutely. I'm I'm on the plane. <laughs> I'm I'm involved. Is that sort of still how it is, Max? Yes, and it always will yeah. be because Jackie, you know, he will be my hero forever. So yeah, it's different with any other, let's say, stunt coordinator or movie. Like sometimes you don't want to do it because you think the movie isn't that good, or you know, with Jackie, I just support him um, all the way because yeah. he he has helped me so much and he has influenced me in such a way that you know being of help for him that's the least I can do and how much of your experience working with Jackie did you then channel into your own work so No Way Out is just an amazing short film but you wrote the film you directed it produced Ah. it you star in it so you know you're wearing a lot of hats you sing the theme tune as well nice Jackie Chan uh, reference there Um, so yeah I mean so how much would you say did you learn from that experience? Did you channel into to No Way Out? Ooh, even thinking about the process of it, it's just like, oh my God, so much work. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I approached the project being more of a filmmaker. So I would handle every different department, you know, every yeah. single department be in charge of that. And it just drains you if you do everything at the same time. But it's yeah. also a good feeling because you're in control, right? And then... You can do whatever you want to. Like in the beginning, I think probably with everyone, you kind of do what you see, right? You, you you imitate because you don't know any better. And uh, I guess that's what I was doing in the beginning. And so I'm trying to more and more uh, find uh, find my own way and style. And it takes time. And what I've learned from it, it you have to proactively go and try it out. Like if you sit there and think about, oh, what can I do? It doesn't get you anywhere. You have to do something, be active, and then um, look at it afterwards and and analyze what, what have you done? Like what came out of this, uh, you know, process? And then yeah, you yeah. go from there and then, that that's the way I felt like when I look back at projects I I did in the past, I always mm, okay that's what I did. But how can I how can I get to the next point? How can I mm, express myself even yeah better, more truthful? Well, I can tell you this because I was in the room in Fighting Spirit 2019 when that film was shown. Oh, really? And it was it went down tremendously well. It picked up a bunch of awards: best shorts, best action choreography, best actor for your, for yourself as well, Max. So, were you? Um, well, I guess you're quite happy to, <laughs> to to get for that short film your first film as a director as well to to be received as positively as it, as it was? Yes, definitely. Um, yeah. I was so happy because um, I think with that 
Fighting Spirit Film Festival. It, it's something that um, you receive an award and you know the people who are in the judge, they know what they're talking about. You know, they have an understanding. Yeah. Um, the knowledge to criticize. And, and so I felt like, wow, this is an, an honor. And yeah, um, I felt very humbled and grateful. Yeah. Well, I just remember that moment where the camera zooms in and you've just got your car keys and you think, oh, shit, something's going to go down. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's amazing. And it does that wonderful thing that a short film should do. And it just it leaves you wanting more. Um, so mm-hmm. just tremendous work on that. So, is that something you would pursue coming up with your own work and your own projects do you see yourself doing more of that Max? yes it's inside of me yeah. you know like I, I i i feel i mean i feel it will happen but it's just like uh, i'm constantly thinking about it uh to make uh to make a feature film that at least i can um control the action part um yeah. but it takes so long time to find a the right story and the material because um, I'm I'm right now I'm thinking okay uh, the, like for for example with No Way Out we did like a, what do you call an action thriller and so yeah, yeah. I would, I don't want to I want to try out how other genres how I can mix other genres with the martial arts I don't want to do like over the top comedy but I want to maybe for the next one do something more lighter you know yeah. um, but. Uh, I, I think the most important for me is that I can, in a way, transfer the the message of the martial arts spirit, you know, because there are a lot of action movies out there that are good and choreographed nicely and it's exciting, but I feel with martial arts movies, um, the good ones, there's always like, uh, it's almost like a lesson when you're watching it. Like it teaches yeah. you something about life or martial arts. And and that's what I'm interested in. And uh, the fighting, the choreography, I see it more as a facade. Like it's, it's, it's the, it's the skin of it, but it's not the meat and flesh of it. Like I feel like, Look at Bruce Lee's choreography. It's actually very simple, right? The way they yeah. fight. But it's so intense. So, And I think that is because of the performance itself. It's not because of the choreography. Um, the choreography is just one of the tools um, as the camera is. But yeah, what makes it so interesting is the person that is on screen. Who are you? Man not scared of death. Right. Well, we'll see. Kill! That leads neatly into Mortal Kombat. You got a casting call for this on, on and auditioned for it? I mean, what was the process of getting involved in, in Mortal Kombat? Yeah, so the way it worked was I went to the first I went to America for the first time in my life in 2019, it must have been. Um yeah. Just simply because I, at this point, knew I want to be a full-time actor 
And just before that, I did go to London to finish my acting diploma. Yeah. So um, I felt it was time to give it a shot in in Hollywood because I've been in Asia for quite a while. And um, yeah, like uh, what I ultimately wanted to do was being in front of the camera, you know? So yeah. I remember I had this conversation with my mom. She was like, you have to go right now. It's more than time. Otherwise, you're going to be too old. And I was like, you're right. Okay. So I booked my flight. I didn't know anyone. But I was very fortunate that I got to meet with um, a producer. And um, he, when I met him, looked at me. He was like, uh, I think you you look kind of Asian, but you speak German and you have this German accent. And I don't think there's anything for you here. You maybe, <laughs> maybe it's not the right, right place. So I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, I have this dream. I want to, okay. I want to bring back the spirits of martial arts on the big screen. And I want to remind people of what real martial arts movies are about and, and, and what it is about the art, you know. And when I talked to him, because I kind of refused to let someone tell me what I can't do, you know. That was yes. kind of what I did with in this situation. And I think he was impressed by that. So he called up a director and we met up at this director's house. Um it was um, Brett Ratner, one of the um, yeah. very famous directors in Hollywood. And he looked at me when I <laughs> visited him. And he was like, yeah, I think you can make it. And then so he passed me on to uh, a management, acting management. So that's how it started. Wow. Um, so easy as that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You cannot forget that I've been in the film business for more than 10 years. Yeah. And then it didn't happen within a week. I mean, that particular thing happened within a week, but wow. before that took 10 years or more. You know. Yeah. So anyways, um, signed up with this management and and then casting calls came in. And then one of them was Mortal Kombat. Um, I heard about Mortal Kombat online, so I was telling my manager to look into that and then they found um, that there was an audition for it and um, so I went for the role of Liu Kang originally yeah um, yeah and I put like everything into it like I remember yeah. I was shooting it for three days straight like just this little videotape and um, and um, who, who was in the room at that point was Simon McCoy there was James Wan in the in the room as well no or? No, no, no it was uh, in um uh, online uh, video. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I send over my tape, basically. Um, and uh, yeah, and um, they they told me we we kind of like you, but I think we we found the right actor. And you know, as you know, Ludi Lin became Lin Kang. He did. Yeah, I think yeah. it's um it's a it's a great choice. I, I, everything went how it should, in my opinion. So. Life went on, and and then I think two, three months later, the director, because Kung Lao was the last 
character they cast it. So um, right. director didn't know who to pick, and he went back into the library of tapes that were sent to uh, for uh, Liu Kang, and he found me. So I got the call two months later, like, um, yeah, wow. we're in Mortal Kombat. And, <laughs> Everything went. Did you fall off your chair? I mean, how? What was your reaction? Did you, you, because you were a fan of the fan of the game? Yeah, of course. I yeah, I, I wasn't too familiar with uh, Kung Lao, to be very honest. No, I was thinking I did occasionally play Kung Lao. I'm trying to think what version of Mortal Kombat that would have been. Yeah. It was an early one. <laughs> but, I knew it. but um, there were people yeah. like characters with hats that they were. Throwing. Yeah, I wasn't like uh, I didn't really. So I wasn't really familiar with Kung Lao, but then when I found out, um, I right away did my research and I was like, wow, this character yeah. is so cool. Like, we can do a lot of cool stuff with this. And when I got the call, I mean, I was like a little boy. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I could imagine. Yeah, screaming. And, <laughs> and you'd been in Hollywood for how long by that point? Just a, just a few, few months and then you'd landed the... The role in Mortal Kombat? So I went to, like I said, right, I went to, I flew to Hollywood for a week. And I, during that week, I got to meet up all these people. And I flew back and then Mortal Kombat came along. People, you know, work as waiters for for 10 years before (laughs) before they get their their break. But yeah, I mean, it's it's an amazing story. story. No. <laughs> no but you're right it's the it's the stuff people don't see i mean yeah of course it sounds like it's an overnight thing but you've got all that diy footage in germany from 10 years previously where you've been working so hard you have to imagine you know to get that role yeah yeah people think it took me 10 years to get to the place but actually to start even to start out in the industry takes like five to ten years prior so it becomes like 20 years it becomes 10 years before you enter the industry of just training martial arts working your butt off and trying to do like i i took on a lot of extra jobs when i was a youngster um and I would do extra work i would work as a guy who the um sound sound guy um or just like as a gaffer for tv shows yeah and then i made a step into oh i get my first stunt job you know that that felt amazing but that was the beginning and then from there 10 years and then yeah well max i remember hearing the news that you've been cast in that and obviously i'd seen no way out by that stage so just hearing the news i was so happy for you it was just um oh, great news and you know what a great role you have in that movie as well i mean kung lao they say he's the cousin of lu kang but you've got that great relationship with ludi in there you have fight scenes in there with lewis and also just the most um amazing fatality scene <laughs> i mean it's the high it's the highlight of it's one of my favorite parts of the film yeah i mean yeah, what a dream role for you. I mean, the character, again, offers all of that, you know? Yeah. Um, the hat, the the cool outfit, the costume, his attitude, everything. So, yeah, yeah what better role than getting to play Kung Lao? This time you won't be so lucky as to escape death. Take my word for it. 
Can you describe what it was like when you landed in Australia? You were filming, you had the costume there, just being on set. It seems like everyone got along as well. It seems like you all made some really good friends. Yeah, I, t- so. I tell you a f- funny story. So first of all, I was in Beijing when I got the role, right? And then uh, they, they yeah. flew me out just to try on the hat in New Zealand. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I don't know, maybe 12 hour flight just to New Zealand, try on the hat. Okay, the hat sits perfectly. Now fly to Australia to meet the cast and crew. And when I first got on set to meet them, they had prepared like a trailer for me, you know, uh, to just, I don't know, rest or whatever. And I'm not used to that. No, do you get your own trailers on on Jackie Chan films? No way, (laughs) no way, right? I was like, oh, damn, this is a different uh, experience yeah. right now. And um, you, ha- you have your own assistant. I was like, okay. Um, they ask you, do you want another coffee? Like, no, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So I'm so happy that um, I come from a background where you have nothing, actually. Just mm. have to do your work. And I still don't want to lose that. I, I think it's very valuable and I I just actually love the hard way. <laughs> yeah. You know, just Yeah, it teaches you a lot, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. I, I mean guess. in China you can never sit. You cannot sit on a set. That's just a, yeah. a non written rule. If you yeah. sit on a set that counts as not doing your job. So but in the West, right? You 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 of course. You have a, your own chair. <laughs> well, I'm not used to, or at least I wasn't used to that way of working. Chan Griffin was the fight choreographer. Mm-hmm. You you have such a wealth of experience that you're bringing to the role as well. I just wondered, did you get involved in you know your own action scenes and how did that dynamic work on on set? Um, first of all, Chan, the whole stunt team, Kyle Gardiner, stunt coordinator, amazing. They're yeah. all amazing people i mean they came up with all the the cool ideas like i think if you've seen the trailer when sub-zero forms um his dagger out of blood yeah and then yeah like that's all their ideas right and um so, so props to them um but yeah they 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 actually for my own fight scenes they let me do my own fight choreography and um that was something that was um yeah i'm very again very grateful for uh but the the overall uh, working relationship with everybody was was amazing it we felt like such a um family that bonded within such a short amount of time and i think the director simon mccoy is probably responsible responsible for that because he gave us all the the feeling of being part of something bigger you know yeah normally i feel actors they maybe yeah that's what other cast members told me they sometimes on other projects they would do their job and then go back into their trailer and and rest or see you next day kind of thing but we really like after work we would hang out we would have fun we would train and then see each other again on the next day on set 
and are you still close with Lewis and um, you know Ludi and uh, Joe? Do you do you check in with those guys? Yes, I mean they're yeah. so they're so cool. I mean, I I think I made like lifelong friends on yeah. that project. Um, yeah, I mean uh, Joe Taslim, he's amazing. He's like incredible, incredible, greatest sub zero, great, and, and 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 actor, you know. And he's so nice and and humble and going, yeah. and the same goes for everyone else, like Lewis, um, who just did um, a new film, I think, in Thailand. I think it's yeah. called Fistful of Vengeance. So I'm really looking yeah. forward to seeing it's that the one. Wu Assassins, yeah, follow up. Yeah, so yeah, great people and, and and young people who are very, you know, they 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 they're very hungry. Everyone was very hungry, yeah. and uh, Ludi. Um, great guy. We we knew each other since ten years, actually. So, oh wow! Yeah, we already had a history before Mortal Kombat, working together on a film in China back then. And so we, yeah, it felt like um, it felt almost like um, it was meant to be, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, because you play yeah. well, cousins in the film. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah. And um, and he's great and so humble and so hardworking and Chin Han, oh, yeah, God, lovely guy and great actor. And, yeah, uh, Raiden Tadanuba Asano. He was one of the guys who impressed me the most. He's like a super megastar in Japan, and yeah. he has his own clothing brand. He's done over two hundred movies. He has his own rock band and he's so humble and down to earth and everyone jessica um josh lawson you have a wonderful scene with him very like yeah. laugh out loud. Ah, he's a, very good yeah did you was that a fun scene to, to film it was it was quite demanding because we had to yeah take after take take after take and um i really enjoyed it because that's something i want to do in the future is to do more speaking stuff, speaking yeah. role. And I felt quite comfortable in that space. Um, so I'd love to do more of that. I remember seeing the trailer reaction where you guys were watching it and um, mm-hmm. uh, which I think broke the internet when it came out because everyone uh, <laughs> everyone saw that trailer, wonderful trailer. But when you actually sat down and saw the finished film i mean what were the what were you feeling when you when you saw it do you remember where you were seeing it for the first time yeah i was in my room in germany and we watched it together live with uh, i think ludi jessica i think cc yeah yeah i don't know who else was there but we watched the trailer together and uh, and then later on we did the reaction video so yeah <laughs> But oh my god, I my heart rate was up. Yeah, and I, I didn't know what to think of it to be honest. But when I saw it, I was like, wow. Yeah. So. Particularly your, I mean, we'll talk around the fatality. But what an amazing scene! Did you know when you were filming that that it would look like that? Did they talk you through what that scene was going to look like? Yeah, I, I. Yeah. It was pretty easy to imagine what it would look like yeah. because there was this. Mm. there was this body in front of me all the time <laughs> yeah half, i mean i don't want to give away too much but no no it, yeah i was constantly looking at it and uh i knew what would happen 
I mean, that was the aftermath that I was yeah. looking at the whole time. <laughs> so, but it's one thing, and then actually seeing it in the flow of the the fight scene as well. I guess is a, is a whole other. Yeah, it's a whole other yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I really yeah. enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I, I um, really enjoy watching people doing um, reaction videos on it. <laughs> that's what I mostly enjoy. <laughs> I know. I feel like that came into its own with Mortal Kombat and just, you know, the amount of YouTube uh, reaction videos I saw. But the fan reaction to the film, you must be blown away by that. I mean, you know, what a positive Mm -hmm. reaction that the film film got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with the character Kong Lao. I I mean, I was nervous, you know, but then when the reviews came in and uh, the reactions from the fans, it was like, 99% 99% positive. Yeah. I mean, I hope I give away the, the right image, but yeah, I think that that was what it is. And is it still a bit strict? Because there's people drawing pictures of you, Max, like <laughs> on, uh, and sharing them to social media and stuff. I mean, is it all a bit... Do you have to pinch yourself a little bit with uh, the, the reaction? I do. Um, yeah. But I think... Um, I try to enjoy it in a way that it's a way of kind of receiving love from the fans, right? So yeah. um, I think it's a positive thing. Um, I feel that interacting with the people, that's very valuable. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, um, not to, you know what I mean, right? Not to um, feel like, oh, wow. I'm so super cool or whatever, but just to engage with, with the people. Yeah. Some of the fans, they are writing like those heartbreaking messages to me. Like, Oh, we listened to your song or we, we saw the movie and inspired us. And we were, I was in a depression and I got out of depression because of that. And you know, that's like very touching. I, yeah. Yeah. I like to engage with the fans. Yeah. <laughs> So you were the ones who were drug smuggling for the master. As we said earlier, you know, working in China or or potentially exploring work in in Hollywood as well. Or you could even go your own way, you know, and create your own project. So are you just sort of seeing how it goes at, at the moment then, Max? No, I'm never seeing just how it goes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to have a clear vision, a goal okay. in mind. Otherwise, you won't get there, right? That's yeah. simple. What's What's the goal now? Is it so leading your own feature film? Is that your That is, that that is one of the ultimate goals is to being able to, yeah, do my own yeah. feature films and being in, in charge of, the action at least and then also starring in it um for now i mean i have chosen to become an actor and so will i continue to do because i yeah i personally feel that my strength probably lies in in that area yeah and also because of you know the age factors is um is quite important when you're doing action films so yeah. for the next decades i want to really focus on 
the acting side. That doesn't mean that I want to exclude everything I've learned behind the camera. Yeah. But the main focus should be on that. And whenever the opportunity comes across to combine the two, I mean, I've once talked to Jackie and I told him my wish of becoming an actor. And he said, well, yeah, but the ultimate thing would be that you can do both, right? Be a mm. action director and actor. So that's um, that's the dream. That's the dream. Yeah. Um, Has he spoken to you since Mortal Kombat came out? Yeah, it's been a bit quiet. I think it's because of the pandemic and everything. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure we'll catch up soon. Yeah. And you got good representation in Hollywood? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm with um, yeah. Artist International Group uh, okay. Management, and um, they're really taking good care of me. Um, and we'll see what's next. Max, it's just such an amazing success story and someone who's so talented and, you know, has just worked so hard to get there as well. It's just an amazing story. So, yeah, many, many congratulations. I wish you every success, man. We are just starting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I can't wait to see what happens next. Yeah, we need the new generation to create good action films, right? Yeah. Well, that I, I, just going back to Mortal Kombat, I mean, that's how that film felt to me watching it. So not just yourself, but I also feel like there's so much more that Joe uh, it has got to offer. Yeah. And Lewis Tan is just such an... Uh, amazing talent as well and i feel lewis is only just getting started as well so yeah. this is the next generation you know i forgot to <laughs> um, mention macaw yeah. brooks and of course the the great hiroyuki sanada <laughs> oh yes i mean what a so, like, what a legend to sum it up everyone on this film was was great yeah amazing max take care and i'll speak to you soon yeah, yeah sure have a great day man Max Swan there. What a pleasure that was to finally chat to Max. As I said earlier, we had been chatting just online quite a bit over the last couple of years. Well, at least since I saw No Way Out, which was the first thing that I saw of Max's, which really did blow me away. Go and check it out now on YouTube if you haven't seen No Way Out. Go and watch that. It gives you a real good taste of Max's many talents. Now, a couple of things that we mentioned during that chat that I wanted to quickly pick up on. Max's brother is Lee Huan. He is a stunt coordinator, fight choreographer and stuntman. As Max said in this conversation, he's working on Warrior Nun, the Netflix show. But he's also worked on Matrix 4, he's worked on various Jackie Chan films over the years, and he is also an assistant stunt coordinator on Gunpowder Milkshake, which lands this week on Netflix. Head over to stuntlee.com for more information on Max's brother, that's Lee Huan. That Andy Long film that we mentioned, it's a Vietnamese martial arts comedy, it's called Luc Van Tien. Kung Fu Warrior and it was originally made in 2016 it is available now to watch on Amazon Prime it only landed on Amazon Prime I think a month or so ago maybe May time so do go and check that out Mortal Kombat is available to buy from tomorrow the 13th of July 
on 4K Ultra HD, Blu-ray, DVD and digital, courtesy of Warner Brothers Pictures. And for all the latest Max One news, follow him on social media. You can find him on Instagram and Facebook at Max One Official. He also has a YouTube channel at Max One. Okay, that is about it from me for today. Remember, if you have enjoyed what you have heard today, then please do tell a friend, share it, leave a comment, write a review, send me a message, get in touch. You can subscribe and follow the Kung Fu Movie Guide across our plethora of channels. We are doing what we can to support the martial arts film genre around the world, and we will continue to do so, not just on this podcast, but also through our newsletter and website of course which is kungfumovieguide.com so a huge thank you to max for taking the time to talk to me for today's episode and a huge thank you to you guys the loyal foo follower who has listened to this episode all the way to the very end thank you so much we're coming quite closely now to the end of this season i aim to release around 10 episodes per season and this is episode eight of this current run but there may be a little break for a little bit to record a few more episodes and then release those later in the year who knows look i'll keep you all posted anyway on the next steps for this current run of shows nevertheless i will be back in two weeks time with another brand new episode of this podcast until then Do take care, stay safe, be well, and I will speak to you all again very soon on the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. Bye for now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 